Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with I.D. It's such a pleasure to be here once again. And what a way to celebrate the close, the close, and I mean it, of the year. Thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for life. Thank God for you and I. Thank God for your family. Thank God for our nation. Thank God for all that God has made possible for you and I to enjoy. Just imagine, 12 months ago, we set up a new year. And now, we are counting down to a few days where we'll shortly say Happy New Year. It's a good place to be thankful. Like I always say to you, a heart of gratitude brings a lot of wellness and healing. Healing is compartmentalized in gratitude. So let's keep an attitude of thanks. Let us understand that without God, we are nothing. And we are just here as vessels unto honor to be the best we can be to our fellow human beings and humanity as a whole. So on this note, I really want to thank you for being so great an audience from the beginning of this year. As we continually wind down, I'm also going to continually say thank you to you for being an ardent listener of Navigate with ID, for supporting us in various ways, by listening our programs with your content, by providing succor when it was necessary for all the terms and all the things that you've materialized by way of executing your own personal life, for the things that you've done within the family circles, all because we interacted on this program. The year 2020 has come, is fading out, and as we step into 2021, I trust God with all of my heart that that year is coming with full restoration. Whatever we think we had lost, the Lord himself will restore and make all of us golden vessels for fit for use by him for mankind. And so on that note, I am continuing this beautiful subject that we have started. It's a series. You know, we walk in series and we are trying to make these things come alive in series. I started on Tuesday what I called the vitals of history. And on Tuesday, I went through this journey. What is the essence of the vitals of history? Friends, history is so key. History is what defines a lot of things. And so in the next coming episodes and even into 2021, we are going to look at the vitals of history. It's important to look at history within the context of our personal lives, within the context of our careers, within the context of family, and even our national life. Many Nigerians today do not even understand where, what, how the entire setting has morphed through called their country, Nigeria. Little do we even have an understanding of the economic, social, and cultural developments that have heralded this nation. And so how do you even understand? How do you contribute to national development and discourse? You're just looking. And as you keep looking, people can filter all manner of fake news and we tend believing simply because X said it or Y said it. It is important that we go back to the very basics and in those basics, truth will be established. And so you're going to follow me on this series because I have a couple of literature that I would like us to review. I will read from them directly. And when I read from them, the whole idea is to challenge you to go back and research, to check, and then come from an informed position because the world ahead of us is a world of information. But then, information of the future can never walk away without a past. It takes the past to create a present, and it takes the present to create a future. And so, with this same attitude, I want to start this whole process where I'll be considering several books. And the very first one that I would like to read from is an interesting book. Very interesting because it was recommended to me by my pastor and mentor in, in the faith, Pastor Bakary. And I bought this book. And I tell you, I've read 
quite a bit of it. I'm yet to close it all up. But it's something that I also recommend to you to, to look at. It's very, very interesting because if you look at the life most of us live, we have no idea of what today is about. Neither do we even have the idea of what tomorrow will be simply because we are sitting in the space of emptiness. And so, as I open a certain portion of this book, I will then move from here into another, and then possibly maybe next week, I'll bring in one other book that I bought when I went to a certain country. I'll keep it till then, and I'll tell you about it. You'll see the importance of history. This first book that I want to recommend to you to read, for those of you that can go online to buy, is titled Cast, C-A-S-T-E, Cast, The Origins of Our Discontent, a book written by Isabel Wilkerson. Very interesting. A lot of you that are so interested in understanding the politics of America, the economics of America, this is a book you should not by any means take for granted. It will open your eyes to see some things. And therein lies a portion, a chapter, a page that speaks to the vitals of history. I'm building on that to go as an X-ray into the other aspects that I'll be throwing out within the context of history. I also have with me a book I'm going to share some parts. It is titled, A Test Book of West African History. A Test Book of West African History by none other than Adekunle Ojelabi. Now, for many of you who may not even know, this was a book that many of us grew up reading as little boys. I had the singular pleasure of being with Pastor Dotun Ojelabi, the son of the writer and the publisher, as this book was represented and republished last year. It was such an honor and pleasure. And today, I have this book with me in order to be able to share some truth because I believe that a lot of young Nigerians do not even have an idea of what their country is all about. Neither do they have an idea of what West Africa speaks to. They only hear West Africa because of football. Not only about football, there's more to what you live and do than meets the height. So, this is my intent, friends. And I have another book, the one I didn't mention to you earlier. In the course of our series, you'll find me open some excerpts in this book. It is titled, We Survived Genocide in Rwanda. I bought this book in Kigali in 2018, in December 2018, in Kigali. And it speaks to the Kigali Genocide Memorial. And they have about 28 personal testimonies by those who witnessed or who survived, I beg your pardon, the genocide, by those who survived the genocide in Rwanda. And so, my dear friends, it's going to be quite a series as we step into 2021. And we'll be looking at the vital aspects of history. And I'm going to try to open your eyes. And when I talk about your eyes, I'm not talking about your physical eyes. I'm speaking to the inner self where you need to project and go back and ask questions and go into history to find out what exactly is the place I was born. I'll go back into time and look through that lens, the inner lens, and be able to ask yourself some very vital questions. Permit me as I take a clear excerpt from the cast, the book I talked about. I'm going to read uh, an aspect of it. And remember, we're talking about the vitals of history. And we are trying to herald the importance of history in our personal lives, in our career, in our families, even our national life. And so, kicking off on this note, I'm saying to you, and I'm taking this directly from the book, the cast. It reads, and I quote, 
when we go to the doctor, he or she will not begin to treat us without taking our history. And not just our history, but that of our parents and grandparents before us. The doctor will not see us until we have filled out many pages on a clipboard that is handed to us upon arrival. The doctor will not hazard a diagnosis until he or she knows the history going back generations. As we fill out the pages of our medical past and our current complaints, what our bodies have been exposed to and what they have survived, it does us no good to pretend that certain ailments have not beset us. To deny the full truth of what brought us to this moment, few problems have ever been solved by ignoring them. Looking beneath the history of one's country is like learning that alcoholism or depression runs in one's family or that suicide has occurred more often than might be usual or with the advances in medical genetics discovering that one has inherited the markers of a mutation for breast cancer. You don't ball up in a corner with guilt or shame at these discoveries. You don't. If you are wise, forbid any mention of them. In fact, you do the opposite. You educate yourself, you talk to people who have been through it, and to specialists who have researched it. You learn the consequences and obstacles, the options and treatment. You may pray over it and meditate over it, then you take precautions to protect yourself and succeeding generations and work to ensure that these things, whatever they are, don't ever happen again. This is a short synopsis, friends, that throws a good light into the vitals of history. And so I'm sitting here and I'm going to be asking questions. The kind of questions I'll be asking hopefully will provoke you to go back and check in time and history what could have been wrong. You are sitting here today. It's not by accident that you come from the state you come from. It's not by accident that you come from the certain family that you are ambassador. It's also not an accident that you are a Nigerian or whatever country of national you may be. Regardless, this has nothing to do with your nationality. But the important thing is for you to be able to sit back and understand the vitals of history as you go through that whole trajectory. And what is that trajectory? That where you are now in your personal life is a function of many things that happened yesterday. And where you were yesterday, the function of so many things that happened the day before or months before or weeks before could be years before. Basically saying to you that the past, present and future are all connected. So the importance of history cannot be overemphasized. Unfortunately for us, as a nation and as a people, we were sold something short of an irregularity when history was taken out of the curriculum in schools. And what do we have today? We have a generation that have no idea of where they are, who they are, where they are going, or where they are coming from. And what then happens? There's a lacuna. And once there's a void and a lacuna, you then realize that separate generations are not connecting. Separate families, different families, different tribes, different tongues. But all of this would have been helped if for one moment someone had the presence of mind to reestablish the importance of history. Whilst you may not have the right to legislate that history should be made the first subject in all our institutions of learning. Let me challenge you from your personal life. Just like I read, have you ever gone to a doctor? Have you ever been sick? 
Have you ever been diagnosed of an ailment? Have you ever had a feeling of being unwell? So, if you ever went to a doctor or saw a medical personnel, what did he or she say to you? Did he or she just jump on you and start giving you medication? The answer is no. But if you went anywhere and someone just started dishing out medication to you, boy, you are in for a rough time because you just visited Mr. Quack, 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 Quack. That is the best dog that has served you medication that would hopefully would not have destroyed you and thankfully would not create problems for you. But before the doctor will begin to treat you, he or she will take your history, not just your history, but that of your parents and even grandparents. Why? Even the forms that you feel, as simple as going for a massage, they're going to ask you, do you have any of these conditions? Because they can't list all the conditions in the world, they'll list some. And what do they do? They'll ask you to tick where you feel appropriate or applicable and they leave some room with the word others and they'll ask you to specify just in case there's something new or something more tragic that they did not imagine. Even at the point where you're going to a spa, if they are checking your history, it tells you that they want to have some understanding of who you are, where you're coming from, what is it that could plague you or what is plaguing you so they do not cause a lot more injury to the pain. And so when you look at our personal lives, you find that a lot of us are just walking empty. We have no presence of mind because it could be an ego trip. You know that you are not feeling well. You know that as you are, you are not sitting on a good pedestal. But you do not go seek the face of an expert. What you do is that you project faith. Don't get me wrong. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I believe in faith. I believe in hope. I believe in God. So don't get me wrong. But I'm saying to you, as we are walking through this process, if at the point somebody is unwell and goes to a doctor, he or she will be asked some questions around history before he or she is treated. Now, the doctor will go down generations. The person, the masseuse, who is going to attend to you in the spa, would rely on the form that you have filled. And so he or she will avoid certain vital parts because you have indicated that there's some history concerning your body. And so he does not attempt to do what he would do for someone who is, quote-unquote, normal. And so I want you to begin to see the importance of history in your personal life. Not just in your personal life. It takes all the journey in life, whether it's your career, whether it's your family, whether it's even our nation. Because when we get into the second half of this program, I'm going to be talking from a perspective of national life. Because you can now see why we are having the problems that we are having. Here we are, the year is about to roll to an end in 2020. But every one of us is behaving as if now it's better to forget the past. It's better not even to know about the past. How then do you walk in the present to determine the future? The vitals of history. Remember, I'm still using my analogy of the doctor. The doctor will not hazard a diagnosis until he or she knows the history going back generations so you are sitting here, young man. Gone are the days that they will tell you at certain age that you should take certain tests. How many of you even go for a health check? January is about to knock. I want to challenge every one of you. Regardless of what happens, please go and have a health check. 
just go and let them screen all the vitals because an early check will allow them see how to manage what may turn out to be disastrous. The same way I'm saying this to you is the same way when you get that report, you have to go to a doctor and the doctor will sit down to analyze the data or what has come through and begin to prefer a direction. So as you're sitting down and you're wondering, 2020 was a tough year. Are you asking why? What is the historical perspective behind 2020? As a person, your career, your business, your work, your family, and our nation, Nigeria, or whatever nation you may be listening from. Some nations are lucky. Supposedly, in the good book that I read, there's no word like luck. A lot of nations are blessed. Every nation is blessed. Because I believe that God put in resources in every nation, the only factor that has changed is a human factor. Because when God made man, he made man to manage the resources he had already encrypted the entire earth with. So regardless of the country where you are, there are resources that are in that country that are meant for the good of that country. So it takes man to manage the process. And if man fails to manage it, then do not blame God. Then blame man or whoever is found in that whole process. That's the story we have in our country today because we all sit back and behave as if nothing is happening. But friends, we know, just like going to see your doctor, that when you are filling out the pages of your medical past and current complaints, whatever your body has been exposed to and whatever you have survived, you cannot... Just wish it away. And it does you no good to pretend that certain ailments have not beset you or beset us. For you to deny the full truth of what brought you to this place and this moment, hmm, big issue. Why? Because no problem can be solved by just ignoring them. And so as we're stepping into a new year, starting from now, I want you to go back in time and ask some questions. It can be as recent as this year. It's to ask the question, why was I taken by surprise because of a mere pandemic? Now, mere here is not to play down the factor on what COVID did, but you can, years down the road, you're going to look back and say, it was just a mere pandemic. So I'm fast forwarding to the future. The same way growing up at some point, cholera was an epidemic. It was serious. I was a little boy. And cholera was so pervasive then in Lagos. And here today, if you tell anybody about cholera, the average man on the street is even drinking water beside or puts his cup into some flowing water, wherever water. He just takes it and drinks it. Shebi omini. Shebi is water. And he has no idea. He's ignorant. Why is he ignorant? It's because he doesn't understand the value and the vitals of history. He has no search to know that cholera can be fatal. Cholera can move from him to others. And in no time, a whole nation could be infected. So I want you to understand that it's important that you look beyond the current, that you look into the future. And when you look into that future, the future you are expecting, most of the time, the answers are actually in the past. Because if you want to look at our country, Nigeria, for starters, you want to ask yourself, how did we get here? And you say, where? How did we get to a place where a young man or a young girl will get into a bus? a public bus, a BRT, and he sees a place dedicated for the adults or the older adults in the society, and you find the teenager sitting there with every sense and pomposity and saying, I paid. How did we get there? Then it takes you back in time to history. 
How did we get to a place where our health centers don't exist? I remember growing up in Surulere, where we had a health center in Baja. Thank God I didn't have to go to the health center. I'm just one child that God has blessed with divine health. But occasionally, when you need to, you know you have to go somewhere. But there was a health center in Baja, very close to a school called Ansarodin, just on that road, just beside each other. Many years ago, I'm talking about the early 70s, when we lived in Surulere in Samshunibare. That's a vital place in history. When I drive past that road today, it doesn't exist. And so people can tell you that within our communities, there were health centers. So why can't we have health centers today? Because certain people decided to take up those properties and turn them to private residence. Those are questions if we don't answer or go to the past. If we don't understand why, if we don't understand history, friends, we can't make the future great. Either for you, in your career, is the same question you're going to ask in the industry you play. Whether in my industry, marketing, advertising, communications, you look at it today and you're asking yourself, why do we have very poor advertising today? I mean, I'm speaking general terms. A few bright spots here and there. In my day and in my time, we still had great ads. You had great commercials. But these days, a commercial goes up on air and you wonder, the agency should not just be fired. The clients should be tied on the stake and they should be given six strokes across board from the GMs of both companies down to the, the entire team. Why? Vitals of history. Nobody has sat down to understand how did we get here. I don't even want to get into our national discourse yet because when I come on the second part, just starting to, this is just like priming the pump. Like what I did on Tuesday, I'm just priming the pump. Tuesday was the time to, you know, give out goodies. But today, I'm setting us on a different path. I'll be back second half. I'm going to switch slightly into a different space. And hopefully, I want you to begin to see the necessary elements called the vitals of history. Be right back. This is Navigate with ID. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with ID. Just in case you're joining us, we started a beautiful series titled The Vitals of History. And we're trying to herald the importance of history in our personal lives, careers, businesses. We're going to look at our national life, including family. And so this is one topic we're going to traverse into 2021. Because when you understand the whys, it's a lot easier to know how to move forward or to deal with it. History is so important, yet it's a subject that has eluded a vast majority, especially this generation. And I pray and I trust God that we will have the right leadership to help us restore the sense of history back into our, into our polity. And so this segment, I'm specially dedicating it to a gentleman I never met, but I met his son. A gentleman who many years ago I had the privilege as a student to read the textbook titled West African History by Adekunle Ojelabi. Now, in this edition, I was privileged to join Pastor Dotun Ojelabi, who happens to be the son, when this particular edition was rewritten or published again last year. And so... A rare privilege for me it was to also partake in that lunch. And I'm coming down that memory, using this to set the tone that will ask some vital questions. But if you permit me, I did say that at the beginning, that I'm going to be taking some key excerpts from different books just to highlight the importance of several things. So with your kind permission, I'll be looking at a preface, the preface of, the, of this particular book. It reads, and I quote, The need to provide the West African students of history with an objective analysis of the activities of the peoples who occupied the western zone of the continent of Africa has motivated 
this publication. This book has been specially prepared to meet the demands of the West African School Certificate Examinations in History, the special history paper for candidates offering general certificate of education examinations at advanced level and the higher school certificate examinations. It has also been written to provide the general reader with a direct communion with the traditions and culture of our peoples. To the students and general readers alike is addressed this note of warning. You must not expect all your historical problems to be solved solely by this book. That's a caveat. I'm also saying that to you. Other books, journals, and current magazines should be read to supplement and enrich your historical experience. In such a quest, you are bound to come across some other ideas about historical writing and the study of history, particularly our own history, African history. Do you know that when I read this opening part of this preface, I can tell you that probably read this book in Form 2. This must have been in 1977, thereabout, when I did history. But I didn't study history. I shifted over to government. So at the point in Form 3 then, it was between history and government. So I picked government. And But a few of my friends that were historians turned out mostly, most of them today are lawyers, to be quite honest. There's something fantastic about history. But like the publication here says, it is not enough for you to just take this book. But I'm proudly recommending that you, Mr. Father, you, Mrs. Mother, you, Mr. Child or Miss Child, go and look for this textbook of West African history, at least to have an understanding of how this conglomerate called West Africa is or has evolved. It is important that you understand how this happens. Because like the book says, I'm going to read a portion of it. It says that in the first place, history, like all other intellectual disciplines, has to be studied for its own sake. Inasmuch as it aims at establishing universal truths, students are bound to benefit from its study. And such benefits may be summarized as follows. I want to tell you some of the benefits of history. Number one, it gives every child. Do you see why a lot of our adults are behaving very ignorantly? Because most of them never had the opportunity of studying history. And so when a man does not have a good knack of history, he quickly becomes history because he will be forgotten. That's one thing I believe that the leaders that we have today are legislators and executives and judges and whatever they do doing with themselves, if they truly love this country, someone should sit down and pass a bill, starting from the State House of Assembly to the federal, instituting the study of history back in the entire lexicon, not just at secondary level, even at primary, so that children can start because one benefit of it is that it gives every child who passes through school a knowledge of the history of of his own country in West Africa, set in the history of Africa and world civilization. Do you see why a lot of our young people are running around without a sense of who, what, why, where they are? They call them Nigerians, but people have not really sat down to let them read through and say, how did we evolve? We rather call manner of names, the joint names, Hausa Fulani, but nobody has an understanding that there once upon a time there was a Kanembono empire. There were empires. No one has heard of Quinamina. No one has heard of several names. I'm going to talk about Musa of Mali. Those will be Greek. It's only when we are studying for who wants to be a millionaire. That's when people will use that. But this is very critical. If we want to build another nation, 
starting from our people. History is very key, friends. The vitals of history. Number two, it enables every child to acquire something of the skill and values which the study of our past can give. That the child may be inspired by the stories of great men and great movements, learn to weigh evidence and grasp its direction, appreciate the variety of human motives, and understand something of continuing problems of politics, economics, and social life. Do you see the importance of us having history? It enables every child to acquire something of the skill and values. So when you're saying that a child, our children, a generation lacks skills and values, do you know where it's coming from? We are tracing it back to when history was eroded and totally emasculated from our lexicon. What is the third benefit that history will establish as a universal truth? It enables the child to develop an accurate sense of chronology while he or she must appreciate the problem of oral tradition as the chief source of African history before 1800 and its influence on our chronological data. The other day, when my brother's father-in-law passed and we had to go to Ileife, specifically Bongon, for the burial, it was interesting to see, to hear, to also go to a town and to listen to the chronology of the history of the Ileife people. You know, I sat there, I read some material, and I said, oh my, Nigeria is so diverse. Nigeria is so rich, yet Nigerians have no idea of their country. All we know are labels. We just label ourselves by reason of tribe. But friends, do you know that the young boy today, or the young lad, or the young man Ditto, young girl, young lady, or the young woman today that you're looking at on the streets and saying she has no idea of the future is because you never allowed her understand history. Every part of a universal truth can only be embedded when the child is given a sense and a touch of history. The three benefits I've read to you had to do with a child because it's from a child that he or she carries those values and skills because the study of the past will help the child be inspired by stories of great men, great women, great movements. They will learn to weigh evidence and understand its direction. If we had that, there won't be so much trauma around answers because I bet you some people don't even know there was a riot in 1929 called the Abai Riots. So sometimes when they see women come out and women are protesting, they don't know once upon a time in the history of this nation that women had to come out almost naked to protest. That even the police will start and storm citizens for protesting because even the police force have no sense of history. They don't even understand how the police force emerged. How, did the, how was it formed? The police force was not just formed it came to a process. Do you know? That's why you need to go and begin to study history because it's part of the vitals of history. So when you look at the Inspector General today saying the things that he has to say, you'll understand that once upon a time, this is how the police evolved. They were not evolved to care for you and I. They were evolved to do what they know how to do best, to maim at best, look at you and move on. But that's not the intent. There were other elements in place. What is the fourth benefit of history? It enables the child to translate the relevance of the past to his present environment. I just said that. And what is the fifth? And above all, it gives the child at a suitable age. Friends, if you are listening to me, don't take this thing and say, Oh, I did a talk about child, child, child. Become a child and learn. I am reading this book afresh. 
I'm reading this textbook afresh. In fact, for me, it was a divine coincidence that my father mentor was meant to give the keynote address at the book launch. At that book launch, the former president was meant to be there, but for exigencies of time and something occurred that he asked me to represent him. And there, I had the rare privilege, April last year, to go sit in such a distinguished audience and to talk about history. And I had to turn to Pastor Dotun Ojelabi. It was our first time of meeting. And I said, sir, I cannot leave this place without putting my seed into this because it will bless generations. And so I not only launched with some that I had, I took some of those books that were given to me and I thrusted them into the hands of some young people. I said, go and read and understand the history of your country, the history of this region called West Africa. And so when we are speaking, we are all speaking from a point of knowing, not guesstimates. I hear senators, I hear um, House of Reps members who have no sense of history, who never read history, sitting there to pass laws of nothing that they knew from history. I hear executives sit there as ministers and just say things without understanding the vitals of history. And I hear young men and young women dismiss, despise their country, call their country all manner of names simply because they do not understand the vitals of history. History, history, history. It is what would define that future. The America you are looking at today, that's why I started with the book on the cast. Go read that book, the cast by the Opera Book Club, what I raised at the beginning of this session. You'll understand that underneath all this, that book says all of the things we are talking about, race, race, white race, black race, it's all a farce that is under what they call a caste, C-A-S-T-E. The caste, like they had in India, the caste. We have had that same in some part of our country where you have the castes. They will tell you these ones are outcasts. That is the way we are seeing. If you go deep down, you don't understand that just the surface, they say, oh, it's a race problem. Oh, it's a white race. They call all manner of labels, Caucasian, black. Which man are you seeing that is black? Even if the man is from Senegal, although they're black, sure. You know, but being chocolatey does not make you black. Being brownish doesn't make you black. Let's leave the color, but go underneath. It's because of history. So someone has taken pains to read, to put that in acceptable vocabulary for you and I. But what will deny you the opportunity of that knowledge? Laziness, intellectual ineptitude. Yet you are sitting down and abusing everybody for not doing what is right. What if you just studied to show yourself approved as a workman, rightly dividing the word of truth? Truth is truth. When it shoots, the arrow of truth shoots, there can never be a trace of falsehood. And so as we are closing the year 2020, don't go and start your life in 2021 without understanding the vitals of history. Whether it's your personal life, whether it's your career, whether it's your business, whether it is your industry, whether it is your family, whether it's even about your nation, begin the process of looking at history as a critical element that will help you to make progress in every facet of your life, if at all you are interested in it. If you are not, continue with the Joneses. Don't expect a miracle. Miracles don't just happen. It takes faith. It takes an atmosphere. And it takes belief. What do you believe in? Let me read this fifth point of the benefit again about history. History gives the child at a suitable age so I'm telling you, if you are 45, it's suitable. I'm telling you, if you are 54, suitable. If you are 55, if you are 60, suitable. Don't say I didn't. If you are 23, if you are 13, if you are 18, whatever number, even if you are 85, like my father, let someone read it to you to refresh your memory. I'm just saying, just go back because the oral tradition part of our history has been lost handed down from generation to generation. Everything I know, most of what I know about my family, a lot of it had to do when I went back home to stay in Ikorokbane, in my village in Ikoide. I spent quality time holiday. I'll tell you the honest truth. My younger ones have no clue about certain things in certain parts of the village there. Why? Because when we were growing up, they didn't take the adventure like I did. But that adventure 
has paid off because today I'm able to point them in a certain direction and push them. That does not make me the superstar of the family. What it just gives me is a good peep into what's going on within my family setting. That can be your own story too. So go back home. Stop running. Say they are witches, they are wizards. Are they not easily conquerable? There's no witch or wizard that can't be conquered. Now flee today, then go flitter. If they fly, then go fly. Chop off the wings. Don't be afraid. Go. Knowledge will destroy witchcraft because witchcraft is manipulation. Knowledge will destroy it. Don't be afraid. Now, I'm not telling you that they are going to sit down and welcome you with arms. They won't. You have to go there with knowledge. How did the white man come into this enclave to bring every arm of Christianity to us? They brought it just because they wanted us to read. I know one thing for sure, that if this Bible is written in every single language in this country, many people will understand it better. Or even this book is written in my native dialect and translated. People will be more educated. If you want to know if people are educated, go and try them in their local dialect. They will tell you they are educated. But because we have English, it makes it difficult. So go and study. Just like I'm asking you now. History gives the child at a suitable age the volume of historical study as will coincide with the changing interest of the growing child. To the general readers and to people who are interested like you and I, it gives an understanding of how the affairs of men arrive at today's crisis. Basically, the study of history offers explanation for men's efforts to deal with problems of society in their own age. Therefore, historical knowledge has the inevitable consequence of increasing human tolerance, respect for difference in opinions, and a healthy unwillingness to judge or condemn with the stupidity of it can't happen here. That is the stupidity we have sat on for a long time because of what? We do not have the benefit of historical knowledge. Because with that, historical knowledge will increase human tolerance, friends. Why do you think you and I are not tolerating each other? It's because we lack knowledge. We don't know. We just carry labels. Oh, he's a Hausa man. Oh, he's a Fulani man. Oh, he's a Calabar man. Oh, he's a Thief man. Oh, he's a Yoruba man. Oh, he's an Igbo man. Who cares? They are labels. It doesn't speak to human tolerance. There is no dress called Calabar. The identity is that of a human being. Created, formed by God. And so if you decide to wear something from this part, it does not make you that, I mean, we all wear shirts, we wear ties, we wear suits. So does that make you a Westerner? No. That you wear a certain kind of bowler hat does not make you a magician. Days of Professor Pella, when he comes with his long suit and begins to carry that staff and then conjures all manner, does that mean that you see, I see young men wearing those long suits today and bowler hats and they're walking, I just remember Professor Pella. Or does that also take away the fact that if you see a man with a, a wrist clock, he tells you that's Babasala? No. Babasala used to be a comedian. Gone back in the day, Alawada. Do you understand that these things are just mere labels, friends? I'm using this to put a charge on every one of us because we can fix our lives. We can fix every part of us by simply burying our heads in historical knowledge, having a sense of the past. The study of history has a practical use in not just the field of international relations and diplomacy. It will also help you to become a diplomat and the diplomats to identify national traits. You will see that within the international scene, many of us have no idea of what's going on in the international scene. It's because we are not used to being propped by historical knowledge. At best, when is the U.S. elections? Because CNN is there. Because you have the Western media. We all begin to throw all manner of things and stay up just to watch someone get elected in the electoral college. But when it comes to our own, we don't even go to vote. Why? Because we don't understand that traits, their peculiarities to the Arab, to the British, to the German, to the French, to the Russian, to the American, to the Ghanaian, to the Nigerian, to the Sierra Leonean, to the Israeli. And it's all about the sympathetic use of understanding the other nations through a knowledge of history. History is huge, friends. 
I just want you to understand that if nothing else, as I close on this particular episode, I'll be back again on Tuesday by God's grace. When we continue on this trajectory, this is just a part two. We're going to take it part three, four, till we get to a point where you now say to me, enough, idea, I don't reach. I've gotten it because you must get it. We must fix our lives and fix our country. We must fix our environment and fix the world. Finally, as I will say, the study of history has the most effective influence of conserving and preserving the norms and values of society. This is all coming from this beautiful book by Ojelabi. The most invaluable function of history. Historians, whether consciously or otherwise, pass historical judgments which are based on the established standards of the society. By so doing, such norms and values are preserved in their records for future generations. So my dear friends, I'll be back again next week Tuesday, next week Thursday, as I look at this part, I'll take a peep into the kingdoms that you know that once upon a time, we had Borono and Hausa states. Once upon a time, there are medieval kingdoms. There was an old Ghana. There was an old kingdom of Mali. There was what they called the Songhai Empire. Then you then begin to see there are certain states that were all there. You will then understand the place of West Africa. We'll also see about trade, whether internal or external. And we can also peep into some Islamic revolutions if we have time. And to tell you about the emergence of British and French West Africa, starting from 1816 to 1900, and how you must see the advent of French West Africa down the road. Friends, I worked for a French company called L'Oreal. I'll tell you something. In French West Africa, there's something unique that I found. Do you know that most of the time, the French West Africa belt, I can tell you, all they need is to spring an ad from Paris. That's why on Canal France International, it beams all across French West Africa. It's one message, one advert, but it goes through the entire French channel. But when it comes to the English side, you have fragmentation. Now you can understand why we do the things we do. What is the French policy of assimilation? Why did it come that way? Without that understanding, you're just a walking empty nest. That's not the way it will be, friends. Your business will turn around when you start understanding the history, the vitals of history in that line of business. Your family will turn around when you understand the vitals of your parenthood, your grandparenthood, your ancestral history. All of that will let you know why you're doing the things you do because there's nothing like familiar spirits. They are all family of spirits. It comes from one generation to the other. And if you don't have a sense of history, you may just become history, God forbid. We'll be back and I hope this makes sense to you. God bless you. See you back here on Tuesday and if you want to follow or give me your comments on the social media platforms at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G that is Twitter, Instagram and Facebook where you can send, go to the website navigatewithid.com and send a message. God bless you. Goodbye. And that was Navigate with ID. 